Previously on Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Today, snack provider super fan Kayla's here. Yes, Kayla's. It almost makes her look dead, like, but it, in a pretty way. I can see that lady being a bit of a twat, though. Yeah. Like, I thought you died. <laughs> this was not my most favorite cold oh open. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> back gail nahicks await bradley's arrival at modine's with katie declaring her intense arousal boy's not even there yet (laughs) she's ready gail teases her about her busy winter with the models rumors about bonnie mcmurray in the hot tub and french dudes katie agrees but wasn't going to turn down french dudes if you know what i mean at last the door opens and the fawning Hicks shout Bradley in unison. He hugs them and does impressions of Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy to their delight. He waves to Katie at the bar. It's a slip and slide over here, boys. <laughs> that is my favorite Herda. line. Of that, the was, whole thing. that was pretty funny and gross, Katie. That was almost a Gale line that came it out. It was, yeah. I love that. Of all people to kind of call Katie out about her busy winter, it's Gale. True. <laughs> yeah. It's like she calls her out, and then she's like, "No judgment." <laughs> But really, I wrote down, is it, has it really been busy? I feel like the models for sure happened. Yeah. Nothing really happened with Bonnie. That we know of. That's true. Because I even wrote down, it's like, did something actually, like, did a hookup actually happen with, like, maybe with Bonnie or something after Going the fact? Or is it, would it be, like, bad gas travels fast in a small town, that kind of thing? Or did a, did a hookup actually happen? Because if it wasn't with Bonnie, because... it was with one of the guys. Because I wonder about the French dudes, too. Other than when they saw them when they were ice fishing. Did she go back to Quebec to hook up with the French guy? Yeah. But she agrees that she's had a busy winter. But I don't really see evidence of that. You know? I don't know. There might be a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, maybe there's... Maybe there's something we're missing. I don't know. Because if there was one person that Bonnie would confide in about a hookup, it would probably be Gail. Because she's her employer and... (laughs) True. That's true. And Gail's pretty open. I feel like if there was someone that Bonnie would confide in and actually be like, hey, you will never guess what happened in the hot tub the other night, like, it would be Gail, and Gail would be like, I feel like Gail would listen to her, too. Yeah, without without any judgment or anything going back at it with Mm -hmm. her. And no one else would be talking about it because Katie would not tell Wayne, Mm -mm. and she wouldn't tell the other guys if that was... Case. Yeah. She'd keep it to herself. Because I don't feel like Katie would be one to rub in the fact that she had a hookup with Bonnie after Derry and Dan also wanted to have a hookup and yeah. have it like actually have a relationship with her. And knowing how judgmental Wayne would be about the entire ordeal. <laughs> yeah. What do you all think of Bradley? <laughs> Pensive face. <laughs> so, like I said before, I could see where he's he's very charismatic, mm-hmm. where he could be very easy to like. I think he's a little bit much for my personal taste. Gotcha. Overall, I think he's probably a nice guy and probably a sincere guy, but I don't know. There was a li- it was a little bit too put on for me. I get that. Yeah. Especially when he goes back to be like, oh, there's my second favorite cousin. Yeah. And again, that just seems like a sure thing to say to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rosie comes in and he's like, there's my favorite cousin. I know. And I feel bad for Gail again because, oh, 
Poor Gil. I wrote down that Bradley must be the nicest guy ever because he gives Creepy Derry a hug. (laughs) Did you see how excited he was? Yeah. He had little dinosaur arms he ran over (laughs) to Bradley. Oh my goodness. And I feel like he'd be a person that I could spend a small amount of time with and like, but if it was a everyday occurrence that I think he would get a little old for me. And that's just me. I feel like he would be emotionally draining after a while. Um, just just for you Yeah, personal. for me personally. Yeah, but I get that. I actually you. went down another rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. For you guys. <laughs> we that, love the rabbit holes. Well, that actor's name is Adrian Holmes, and he's been in some other Canadian shows and everything. And there's one, 192, that yeah. he was in with Jared Kiso couple for a couple of years, a couple of seasons before Letter Kenny got started. Oh. And if you watch a couple of the clips, he, I mean, he's actually a phenomenal actor. Really? I mean, he's phenomenal. And if you ever get the time, just YouTube 19-2 clips and trailers and stuff. 19-2. And it's, it's like a Canadian, almost like a, like our Chicago PD. Like it's a real oh. crime. It, yeah, it's about like dirty cops and, you know. Interesting. Police I never beats even heard and of everything. That. I knew that, that, I almost said Wayne, Jared had, was in that show, but I had never, I didn't know what it was about. I yeah, just, they're actually partners I, again i don't know i didn't go too far in to like actually yeah. get to watch any of the episodes but it looked really really good and mcmurray's in there and the guy who plays Devin was oh, in there for a really? little bit oh, oh we've yeah. talked about how we think he's a good actor and he'd be good in not that he wasn't good in this show but that he'd be good in other oh, things. like a drama yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah but you get to see serious mm. mcmurray well i looked him up also just because mostly i was wondering i was curious what his age was and he's 47 which i know he's not yes he is he's 40, but like i said it's now so well that would st- i mean what was this 2017 17 he yeah. was in his 40s yeah he looks good for being in <laughs> his like, 40s because <laughs> yeah, k trevor wilson is 40 now yeah i know that's he's it's so mean, weird I'm not too far off, but I feel like I feel like Bradley could have pulled off being 28 or 29. I know that I was just when I saw it, I was just kind of shocked. He's a good looking guy. I'm really surprised. 47, though. That's super surprising to me. I like you so much, Bradley. You smell like sandalwood, Bradley. I loved that. (laughs) Where he says you smell like sandalwood, Bradley. That was my favorite, I think. And I know that it's super annoying and douchey, but I love the low bones. Like, I I think I love how excited they get about doing the low bones. Like they're in on an inside joke or something. Like they're they're part of this. And they're not going to do that with anybody else in town. They think... They're so cool. Yes. And it's, it's one of those things. Hey, this person is cool and we're doing this cool thing with this cool person. How cool are we? I think it's more endearing because it's because it's Wayne, Derry, and Dan. And you, you never see Dan acting douchey. And Derry always gets excited to like be involved. Oh, I get to be like, a cool guy. And then Wayne never like indulges in anything like that. So to see those three get excited about that kind of thing just touched I, my heart. I did think it was funny that Wayne, like you said, he, you know... He's usually so stoic about everything that even he was like, man, I, I have to say I love Bradley too. And like low bonesing. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think because we go in knowing that Wayne is a fan of Bradley, I automatically assumed that we would all probably end up liking Bradley at some point. So let me read this next part. Bradley tells his second favorite cousin. So mean. <laughs> that he has the Haitian taco recipe from his mother to pass along. Exciting Dan. Got a Haitian taco recipe. Mom wanted me to pass along. Yeah. 
because Dana's been waiting for those Haitian tacos. I want to try those Haitian tacos. <laughs> Did she use that as like a sexual thing she earlier on? She talked about Haitian tacos, but she was not talking about tacos. <laughs> gotcha. I was, because when he said it, I was like, heard that before <laughs> dan was hoping that they were talking about food he said i don't think you're talking That's... about food but we should we should come back around to the recipe situation if you are that's what it was and so bradley brought the, the taco recipe he says that he prayed for her after modine's burned down and congratulates her on rebuilding you know what we say our lips to god's ears right well we don't actually ever say that just you but you're a great guy bradley he announces to the others that he Henceforth is on Dejan duty, and the others should relax and focus on having a good time for once. Katie warns that they get super annoying when drunk, but Bradley insists, with a Chris Tucker impersonation, that they get really, 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 really drunk that night. It's a lot of reallys. So, that's just him asking for trouble, I think. And I put, Katie tries to warn him. And he doesn't listen. That's true. Well, and they couldn't have been doing too good of a job before he got there, because obviously DJs had been wrecking it. They I mean, felt comfortable enough to come back, or I don't know if come. I guess come back because they came to the shack, so they're coming back to the town. Yeah, they they've fought him a couple of times, but I mean, I guess they're are they not beating them up well enough to make them not come back to Letterkenny? I'm not sure exactly how far away upcountry is, but it seems like you're traveling a ways to wreak havoc. So if you're going down there just to mess some stuff up and you get beat up every time, if you were getting beat, if you were getting beat up well, it seems like you'd stop going. That's just my thought. I put down, and I'm not exactly sure when this was happening, but Darian Dan makes stimulated baby faces. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Maybe I blocked it out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It looks like they cleaned up the place, I guess, at some point. Because it seemed all put back together, right? Or am I crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Looked clean. I like to think they helped Gail clean up. They didn't just sit there and drink water. Because they had been there all day. They were like, well, we'll just hang out until he gets here. I always wonder what time they get there. Because they always seem like they get there at like Like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're having breakfast. And then they're at Modine's, so that makes sense to think that they're there that early. <laughs> I'm going to read this next part because my next note's about Katie. Okay. <laughs> Katie, aroused by Bradley's presence, looks for an outlet and asks Gail about the new waiter. Gail invites her to go see for herself. She walks up to him to flirt, but is surprised when to see Glenn. He waves to Wayne and says, We're twins, pointing out their matching hair color to Katie. Katie declares that her busy winter is now over. I love that. I, How did she not see Glenn as a waiter up until this point? Because she, I thought she had before, right? Was she not in the scene? Maybe she, she was at Toulouse. She was at the, she was at that one episode where they do like, everyone comes together after that hockey game or that's true. And they're all dancing together. He wasn't, was there. Wasn't she also there when Bonnie McMurray walks out as the waitress and then Glenn walks out after her as... I think she might have still been modeling. She may have not come yeah, uh, back not, until after that. Yeah. Because otherwise it doesn't make sense. Unless they shot the episodes and then rearranged the the order for some reason. But I don't I don't know why they would do that. But What do you think of... 
Blonde Glen. <laughs> it just looks like a mistake. Yeah. It just looks like a mistake. This whole scene really makes me rethink Katie and like her, like how she looks at people, especially for hookups. Because she obviously, obviously quote unquote, she didn't know that it was Glenn. So she had to have been attracted to something from his backside. So it kind of makes you wonder, does Katie look for, like, a physique? A certain silhouette. A certain silhouette. And if so... I mean, Glenn is... doesn't look bad in skinny jeans, which is he... kind of a hard look to pull off sometimes. Yeah. But... Or did she just think, oh, there's somebody new. There's a new challenge. I'm going to go see if I, I feel can like that's up with that. It. I feel like it's the latter, but yeah. it really makes me rethink Katie's type. And if she, if it's more a physical thing, is Glenn physically similar to, like, Riley and Jonesy? I feel like he's a much more slender. Yeah, I feel like he's shorter and more slender. But also, I don't understand why she doesn't just put that energy towards Bradley unless it's like a respect thing for Gail or Gail. Yeah, or because it's Wayne's friend, she's not gonna cross that line. I don't know. I was a little curious why it wasn't going after Bradley. Maybe I don't know, but. I love that Gail obviously knows oh, who yeah. it is. She has her little bit of Gail fun. It's almost like a... Hit rock bottom kind yes, of thing. Yes, like a... Busy <laughs> winter's over. She's had an intervention. She's had her wake-up call. Oh, okay. I, I've realized the folly of my ways now. I love that Glenn is like, oh, hi, Katie, but then gets excited that Wayne's there. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. We're twins. We're twins. I love, I love my boy, Glenn. Oh, my goodness. She is so disgusted with herself. She even looks she at her is. hair afterwards like, what have I done? <laughs> okay, I wonder, that's what I put, okay, is she, she's disgusted with herself about hitting on Glenn, but then is she rethinking all of her choices? I think I she is. is. I, need yeah. to, <laughs> I need to get this hair color off of me. I need to get back in a relationship, possibly. I need to change my wardrobe back pre-modeling. Because mm-hmm. she but, dresses very differently yeah. after she came, after she comes back. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think it's I think it's everything. Because when she does come back after going to model, that's when everything's different. Her hair's different. Her clothes are different. Her relationship's different. And I, it's almost like a <gasps> what have I been doing? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. It's, it's almost at that level already. I wrote down something that might have answered my own question. I put, Bradley seems like he might be the type of guy who would need a relationship versus just a hookup, possibly. I if could, he's, like, a good guy. Quote, unquote, a good guy. I could see him being friendly to her, but also not trying to lead her on. Because he is friendly to her. You know, he says hi to her, and she's obviously... She's his Bonnie? Well, maybe. But also, he was there for... You know, a reason. He was there to be a bouncer. He was trying yeah. to focus. Like, he probably would have come back and be like, hey, hey I'm free now. <laughs> but yeah. he, he is. He's there with purpose. And I think even though she's only his second favorite cousin, that he would still like to make sure that he's following through on whatever he told Gail he would take care of. Yeah. he can. Pri- I feel like he could prioritize getting something done for family and taking care of that before trying to go after Katie or go after anybody who would... Yeah. I feel like he pays attention for future purposes. I think it says something, though, that they've not already hooked up. Because they've known each other for a little bit. He might have. He might be in a relationship wherever he lives. That's true. I mean, because if he's not in Letterkenny very often, only goes and just visits sometimes. And he is that nice and outgoing and charismatic and everything like that. He probably has a relationship. Maybe. I don't know. That's just completely... 
gosh, no. I have no now proof of that. <laughs> All right, me into Bradley's life. So let's jump back to our boys. The score is tied at nil with five minutes and four seconds left in the third quarter. Jonesy and Riley take the opportunity to chirp at one of the opposing players wearing a 99 to make it up to Gretz. Hey, 99, you fucking loser. Are you fucking serious, Nines? How dare you wear that number, you piece of shit? That's the great one's number, you fucking donkey. You think you're Gretzky, you piece of shit? Gretz probably smashed your mom in the 80s, bud. I'll get the white tape out, turn those double nines into double zeros. You're a fucking nobody. You fucking serious, Nines. When's best get here, bud? You're fucking hilarious. When's big sorely get here, you fucking plug? Suck my knob. I guess that's a, that's a big insult to wear a 99. Up in the stands, they see that Katie's come to watch the game, but the reverie is interrupted by Shorzy and his buddy who make crude sexual remarks about her. Look at that fucking masterpiece, boys. I'd master that piece, boys. Look at those legs go up and make a complete fucking ass out of themselves. I'd wear that out, boys. Holy fuck, would I love to get sticky with her. Stick me right to her, boys. Fucking Shorzy, buddy, I'm ready to pop. Already starting to snap crackle, buddy. I don't know. It was just really funny. But I, I love their face when they see her. It oh, is yeah. very sweet. They're so excited. And I, I'm so excited. I thought about you because they do that tiny, soft little grin like, oh, she came. She and came. you can tell that it meant something to them. But they don't. They're not exuberantly excited the way that the Hicks are for Bradley. It's more like they're touched and happy that she's actually there. They're mm-hmm. there to support them above anything. Mm-hmm. I did notice a few things when it, whenever she did walk up, though. One of them was, a could that guy be any more obvious turning around and just following her backside as she walks up? Oh, I yeah. It's just so, oh, man, just go back and watch because he just does a double look and then he just follows her just <laughs> all the way up. And then I saw a fan sign. Yes, go ahead. I was to say, there I missed a, the guy because I was focused was on the sign. sign. I mean, there are different things like play Shorzy Morzy, but the one that absolutely cracked me up was Riley and Jonesy don't need penalties to get in my box. And I made note, they never show the whole sign, but you know what oh, it says. Yeah. That is we my all favorite. know what it says. That's my favorite sign that they could have That had. was great, yes. I didn't notice the Leary guy because... All I could look at was that sign and, and I think, chuckle. <laughs> I think that was played for effect. I think everyone's supposed to be noticing Katie when she gets there. Oh, yeah. But I just, I feel like she's dressed cuter than this before to go to. You know what I mean? I mean, she's cute. She's always cute, but I don't know. A lot of the previous games she's gone to, she's just worn shorts and her little tank tops and stuff, though. So maybe it's just that she's got the coat on in this scene. Maybe. Because I guess playing hockey in the wintertime, it's not like they can turn the heat on in there very much. They can't melt the ice. So I'd say it's pretty cold in the, the arena. Yeah. It's usually cool, cooler, at least. But I just, I, I think why it always gets me on her because it just washes her out so much. Especially with the blonde. With the blonde. Yeah. yeah. Play Shorzy Morsey. I saw that sign, too. I love that. <laughs> Let me read this. There's a second part to this scene, I think. Riley and Jonesy want to fight, but try to stay focused on getting the win. They have Tyson and Joint Boy beat the shit out of Shorzy and his buddy. <laughs> Once out on the ice, though, the other team begins to make similar comments about Katie. Jonesy, Riley, Tyson, and Joint Boy eye each other and drop mitts for a bench-clearing brawl. And I Herda. love I this loved scene. It. This is one of my favorite fight scenes in the whole series. I thus think- far. 
you know me, I love the camaraderie, but it's like everyone knew what was about to happen. And they didn't even pretend to play. No, they didn't even try to go for the pug. It was just like immediately mitts off. Mitts off. Let's do this. And they, they did some pretty good fight choreography in this, I think. Sometimes it's almost cheesy the fight scenes. Yeah. But this one was not bad. I liked it. Well, I think the actor who does Tyson, he has MMA experience or something, you know, some kind of fight experience. But, yeah. But Andrew Herr His looked face. amazing <laughs> in this Are you this a scene. Hersey fan? <laughs> oh, man. Just... I... That was the one takeaway from this, other than just the scene as a whole, was one punch that he throws in particular. His face just... It was very well done. And there's one part where he just throws his arms down, and I even wrote, get on it, her. Like, and I do not really love violence, but I just absolutely ate this whole scene up. Everyone looked like they were legitimately fighting for the oh, yeah. first time. I mean, obviously, we could tell it was still pulled punches, but it looked so much more real in this scene, I think. Well, and I've got this weird thing like with, with men in fighting, too. You could weigh 90 pounds soaking wet, and if you show me that you can carry yourself and take care of yourself in a fight, you're automatically going to be 10 <laughs> times more attractive It to notches me. you up those yeah. notches pretty it's quick. Like, well, well-tailored suits oh, yeah. and being able to carry, you know, take care of yourself in a fight will always, you know, make you more attractive in my eyes. Mm, a well, well-tailored suit. Slip and slide over here, girls. <laughs> I may need a moment. <laughs> Oh, bother. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to, let's see. I don't know if I've made too many. I mean, because it was mostly just the fight on the scene. And the fight was great. And it was a lot. But there's not much fight. There was no dialogue yeah. or anything to, to comment on. It makes me wonder, though. I've been to a couple of hockey games before. When you're up in the stands, you really can't hear anything that's going on yeah. down there. So later, it may, really makes me wonder, like, could Katie hear any of the stuff that they were saying? Or that's valid, because I mean it's it's a loud environment. I yeah, mean the loud. skates, the acoustics bounce off of everything. You can't hear anything. You can barely hear read lips. I mean it, it's hard to tell what they're saying actually on the ice or even. And like, they've got the plexiglass that goes up too all around. Yeah, like, like even when they're just sitting on the bench, it's hard to tell what anyone is saying. So yeah, true, true. I mean, yeah, and who would have told her? what was being said because everyone was still in the locker room at yeah. that point so even if the guys had turned around and we know shorty's yes. not going to turn around but even the other guy i can just think like, she wouldn't have been able to really tell who was saying what yeah is it the <clears> same <throat> guy that when they were still playing their junior league that him and shorty were talking about katie when she came to watch them play when they asked her to stop coming yeah. to the game i think it's the same extra oh, same hockey player that that would be really good. That's a nice little throwback. Yeah. yeah. I love that Joint Boy and Tyson are loyal to Game On. Riley and Jonesy. Yeah, when they have them beat up Shorzy and yes. the other dude, and he was, what does he say? He was like, that was a well done experiment or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, worth their weight in gold, buddy. Yes, that was perfect. <laughs> I'm kind of glad Shorzy got knocked out. Like, maybe he'll calm <laughs> her down a little bit. I mean, let's be factual. Shorzy needs to be punched probably pretty often. As much as I like him, as much as I think he's funny and makes me laugh, he could use a solid punch in the face periodically. I said, I have so much time for this fight scene. And I love this song. It's called Free Press and Curl by Shabazz Palaces. Palaces. And they use some deep cut songs because a lot of these things 
I don't think I could find any of this stuff from today's episode on Spotify or anything. Like, I had to really search for it. Well, I actually looked. I've tried to read the credits to see if they, like, gave credit to the song and everything. And I don't even think they mentioned the music. If they, I'm sure they did, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it in Hmm. the credits or anything. Yeah. I wonder if they get some sort of residuals or something. They always on Letter Kenny Wiki, which is what we're using every time for our, our recap, but... At the very end, they have a section for music, and sometimes they'll put what scene it's from, and sometimes they won't. And I had to really, I had to figure out which one it was. But this one was really fitting. It just fit the fight scene so well. On duty at Modine's, Bradley stares down a group of DJs at the door, frightening them off without saying a word. The Hicks are very drunk at that point, and Wayne asks him to do impressions and annoyingly giggles. Dan keeps challenging him to a foot race. And Daryl has his shirt up, trying to touch him with his nipples. Bradley tries to push them away gently. Okay. So, here we get a really, like, a good picture of what these guys look like trash. It is everything unattractive. At the personal space. (laughs) They have no concept of it. Dan is all up in his space, but Darius literally has his shirt up rubbing his nipples on him. That has to be the most uncomfortable. Even just as actors shooting a scene... How uncomfortable and weird was that to shoot because it made me want to punch him. (laughs) I have a theory that everything weird or gross, they are like, Nathan is down for anything. (laughs) So we're going to give it to Nathan. This is going to be his thing. (laughs) I will. Wayne's was kind of annoying. Derry's was very in your face annoying. Mm -hmm. Dan's made me laugh though because I I feel like that's me. We should race. <laughs> I bet I could beat you. I'll surprise you right now. I'm going to go running. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would have paid so much money to see a Dan foot race. I know. I would love to see him race. I would have. Honestly, I wrote down a, I wrote down something. I said, I would have punched Derry just so I could trip Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I, Take them both out at the same time. I just, literally wrote down, I want to see Dan race, though. Bradley should have said, all right, when Dan says, hey, do you want to race to the Buck Hunter game? And then pretended to go, and then he probably would have forgotten halfway there while he was running and left him alone. See, I would have told him to go outside, and I'll give you a head start, and just see how far Dan would have gone, <laughs> just to you, get him out of the building. Yeah. When you pull that thing, I don't know if you ever do with, with your oldest, hey, why don't you show me how fast you are? Or like, hey, how oh, fast yeah. can you do this? How many? How fast can you run around the building ten times, Dan? Why don't you show me, and I'll time you, you know, oh. something like that. That is so funny. There are a lot of drunk personalities here, as we kind of said earlier. I have never had a nipple drunk friend. No, that one's weird. That is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I kind of want to know if that comes from an experience that Jacob or Jared has had. Yeah, you draw so much of a story from real life experience. So I wonder if just at some point, if they were drunk somewhere and somebody tried to do that. That would be so awkward. So awkward. Have you ever run into a guy who, like, when he gets drunk, will take his shirt off? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you maybe this to is finish the thought. Yeah, a variation yeah. on that, maybe. But right up on you all the time. I, I don't know. Say, it's and why not, not even... take the? I mean, Derry didn't take the shirt all the way off. It was almost like he was flashing. <laughs> yes, and then like. Oh no, like just rubbing himself on other people. It's so weird. And it wasn't just nipples. It wasn't like a it was like full and I just imagine him being sweaty. I don't know why, but I yeah. just I he feel 
He feels, he feels sweaty to me too. To me, he feels very like clammy, and so I he's just, moist. Yeah, you know he's moist yes. in places. Like when one of those guys, like you couldn't hold their hands because it was always just that sheen. That's how I imagine it's being pressed up against Bradley's leather jacket and just leaving dairy imprint on him. Were these? Sorry to jump backwards, but were these the same DJs as last time? Yes, at least one. The, I know Jive and, Jive and was Pete there. was there. Oh, okay. I think that's Jive and Pete. I did notice when I was saying, you know, everything unattractive, I was referring to the D-Gens. Because there's one guy, he's playing with his belly button. <laughs> no, like his that's shirt. so oh, yeah. that's, gross. He, his, one of his shirts is pulled up, and he's like rubbing his stomach. They should have just let him and Derry like play together. Yeah, it's, like a couple of them have greasy hair. One of them has a mohawk that's shaved crooked. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's slightly off on his head. You can tell it. I hope that was some sort of wig situation, that poor guy. I I don't know. Okay, we need you in a scene for a show. You don't have any lines, but we're going to cut your hair. You cool? Yeah, all right. Let's do it. I'm... Like, it just, it kind of, I, I just looked at it, and I was like, you thought you were going to look like the coolest guy <laughs> in the bar, and you sh- and you gave yourself a mohawk. Yeah. But you were, you know, on cold medicine when you did it. And it just... <laughs> I am never. And your buddies are just there to support you. Like, yeah, man, they're going to really go They're just for hyping it. you up. I am really surprised, though. These DJs have actively sought out fights with Wayne and the rest of the Hicks multiple times. And Bradley just stands there and he does kind of do like an intimidation, like head jerk. But then they just leave. Yeah. And I mean. And there's like eight of them. While something. I wouldn't necessarily want to be hit by the guy, I feel like a whole group of DJs could have taken him so i was a little surprised they left honestly belly button play is never a thing that i want around (laughs) me so if i saw someone touching their belly button i would just forfeit we should totally have a race you know what they used to call me in high school bradley d bill cosby i would like to talk to you about pudding pops Alright, it's so funny, Bradley. But how fast are you? You know, why don't you guys go play some bug hunting? I'll, ra- I'll race you over to the bug hunter machine over there. I'll surprise you. I was out That is a weird thing to do. I mean, that's a weird thing to do. Even in private. You know, there's some things, I don't know, that are okay to do in private that are weird to do in public, but it seems like belly button play. It's just weird anywhere, anytime. Especially in public. Especially in public. Do you all have a drunk racing buddy? Besides you, you say you're a racing buddy when you're drunk. Well, um, um, I've raced people. I used to fight with Trevor a lot in college. Trevor oh, uh, man. You, and I used to wrestle. Yes, like I remember that. I would get bruises and scrape knees and black eyes. I broke my glasses with a pillow one time. We love you, Trevor. I mean, we have fond memories, obviously, but gosh. Literally, I, never got I had to get staples in the back of my head once because we were wrestling at Desiree's birthday one year, and he smashed me into a wooden chest yes, that I, was there, and I, we had to go to the emergency room, and I had to get five staples in the back of my head. I remember you all used to wrestle. Was, these always started... Drunk. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, but they were friendly, right? Yeah, I okay. mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't mean, and it also wasn't sexual because I think his girlfriend 
didn't like me for a long time because she thought like why is this girl always trying to wrestle my boyfriend it was never a sexual thing it was just he was willing to wrestle with me and so we would just always and just like dan if someone's gonna race with him he's gonna race yeah it was a very brother sister thing yeah like yeah like oh hey you'll wrestle with me let's wrestle I used to also try to swing on the tree outside the alpha room. It wasn't a willow, but it had a branch that hung down. I would try to Tarzan it. It worked once. It never worked again. Mistakes were made. Yeah. But other than that, I'm the most chill drunk you'll ever meet. Other than that one thing. Uh, I don't have anything else for for that scene. No, no. I'm curious about how you two get what you like. I've been, I don't know if I've ever seen you drunk drunk. Because like you said, you're not, a, you've never Woman been a heavy mystery. drinker. Yes. <laughs> if you were, you hate it well. And that, I feel like, okay, I'm a little pleased with myself that you two, who have known me for such a long time, haven't. Because I, I, well, I don't know. Have you seen me drunk? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have. Were you, I think you were at the cabin party where... I found out what happened to me later after the fact. The one blackout drunk situation I ever had. I never went to any of the cabin trips oh, okay. with you. With, I don't know like, what you're talking about then. <laughs> Which is a little... We're all learning new things today. <laughs> it was... It wasn't blackout by any means, but oh. it was like I think a formal... At least one of the formals or homecomings or something like that. Can you remember a dress color? blue <laughs> uh, <laughs> see so many of them blend together a strapless dress or or with or with straps no okay i had a thought but it wasn't you it was leslie it's always leslie yeah, I, was say, <laughs> I have a picture of somebody in a blue strapless dress actively sucking on a guy's neck and i was like maybe it was megan but no it was no no that <laughs> actually that is a picture <laughs> we're gonna cut this out before josh listens to it that one I'm not, it was not megan yeah. no it wasn't I have megan seen, I have you have uh, i you have a picture of me in a blue strapless dress dancing with my boyfriend at the time and i had my head over maybe laughing that's what I'm thinking. and it looks exactly like that's what I'm doing. That, that may could be like in my mind what I'm thinking. That's of, what yes. you're thinking. I'm mistaken. Because yeah. I remember seeing it and I was like, oh my gosh, Amber, this looks really bad. I'm just laughing. <laughs> Take this picture down. <laughs> no, but I do have a funny, a running story. I was at a bridal shower uh-huh. and where it was held, we were next to a workout room, basically a gym location. Yeah. And the bride decided to get on a treadmill and see how fast she could run in like four inch wedges. Oh no. And no. it was hilarious. And Did it was... She- Oh, she, she was succeed? a she was a champ. Wow. Oh man, she was she didn't amazing. Didn't break her ankle. No, that would have ended she in was. I mean, she, she wasn't like, you know, ten, going ten miles an hour, but she was going significantly faster than I ever thought I would. Oh, my that's gosh. impressive. That is impressive. You get very giggly and happy. I do. I'm usually one of those. I'm really excited just to be around <laughs> people. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, and I don't have any. I don't have any racy friends, except for now. I know that you are, but besides that, I can't think of anything else. I try not to get drunk around people, and mostly just because you just you you just never know how you're gonna be. And normally, I'm pretty happy and excited, and but I've been very mean to Josh a couple times, and been very mean to Nate a couple of times too. And I don't. 
Like, I hate that. That makes me feel... And I don't even remember it. So, sorry, baby. I love you so much. You're the best. I get really happy to dance when I hear that. I'm not a good dancer, but I enjoy dancing if I'm intoxicated. Takes me a couple drinks to loosen up first. The last time I was so mean to Josh when I was legitimately drunk, we were at a wedding... And we knew we needed to go home. Like, I knew that we needed to go home, so I told him to get an Uber. But we were on the dance floor, and I was like, okay, well, I've got to go home. While I'm dancing, I said, go call an Uber, and we'll go. For while and I'm he, dancing. Yes. And he came back. He was like, the Uber is almost here. And I said, go da- away. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Leave me alone. Because you're so annoying. And I really hurt his feelings, and I don't, I don't remember it at all. But it was just like... I could only process so much information and all that I could think of was he wants me to not be dancing anymore. <laughs> and I wanted to still be dancing. He's trying to kill my joy and I'm not going to let it happen. And well, that was the basest of understanding I could give. I am by no means a good dancer. I can barely carry like a beat, like follow a beat or anything, but I'm a brave dancer and I will pull out all the techno moves. I remember one time we pulled out the shopping cart. No fear. The sprinkler. Oh man. Like the fishing line one where you reel them in. Like no, no darns given. Yes. No darns given. Yes. Because at the end of like most of the time I was a long-term dater you know i was serial monogamist i've been with the same guy for the last 12 years Mm -hmm. usually he was in the background just shaking his head thinking good lord (laughs) what am i going on that's my girl (laughs) like so proud (laughs) i can see him just cheering for you from the sideline he's not much of a dancer so no but he will be encouraging and emotionally supportive of your decision to pull out all the moves pretty honey (laughs) now does he like letter kenny Yes, he does. Well, almost to the extent that I that I do. He turns it on, and we, he basically binged through all nine seasons. With and, you? Not with me on his own accord and everything. Oh, oh yeah, okay. completely separate. But I would just walk in, and he would he would have Letterkenny playing. And I was like, oh, this is that episode. Yeah. And he was like, this is <laughs> Rubbing awesome. off on you. <laughs> I like it when you can share those little joys in your life with the people that you love. <laughs> Okay. Or, do y'all have anything else for that scene? I, I don't even remember what scene we're on. <laughs> we uh, just left Bradley pushing away Dan and, and Derry. And then we're jumping back to the skids. So this is... The skids are morning Gay's departure, unsure of what to do next. Rold asks, what would Gay do? Stuart rallies the crew, saying that she would want one more rampage. One final flaunt for Fack You. They put on their clown costumes and prepare to head out but it's snowing and it's negative 24 degrees outside minus 11 degrees fahrenheit instead of heading out for a spree therefore they decide to stay in and do copious amounts of hard drugs which makes me wonder if they're gonna dive right back into almost like a depressive state so they're Mm -hmm. reverting back to that irritates me because they've never done that before which is for everybody who can't see what i'm pointing to do the conversion from celsius to fahrenheit and i looked it up and i was so proud of myself and then they have it on this one (laughs) well i'm so i don't know i don't know at what point because we did a conversion at some point where i just looked it up on google so i guess that's not very scientific but it said it was the same i remember that and I don't remember what you were the temperature here. We, we was. Did it, we did it live. And it said, it said it was the same, but this is obviously different. I, I literally Googled it too. I was like, what is 24 degrees Celsius changed to Fahrenheit? And, and it gave me uh, 
11.2 okay. Fahrenheit. But still, I felt so proud of myself, man. They're taking my thunder. I will say that Stewart looked very sad when he said that they were going to go do copious amounts of drugs. Yeah. He had almost a little tear in his eye. He did. And he was just so reluctant. He's like, I guess we're going to go do drugs again. And that is sad because, I mean, he's gone through phases of being clean. And then whenever he goes back to it, it's always during a sad point. And so that's, that makes me sad for him and for Roald. Like, it makes me feel like they're literally, they're going, they're going to go backwards even harder. When, what else happened where he had a When sa- Katie when, when broke Katie, up with yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And when the rave didn't go well. Oh, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> we love you, Stuart. But uh, the one, that bong that he has, the very last one to get up when he's tossing out the masks to him all to dress up as clowns. Yeah. He didn't know if he needed to leave it or not. Yeah. <laughs> It was a giant bong, and it made me chuckle. <laughs> I love the, what are we going to do now, Stuart, when they're going to leave? Because it made me think of Pinky and the Pinky Brain. Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> the same thing we do every night rolled. <laughs> I did notice in the background, I pulled a U, and I looked at one of the walls, and there was a wolf. It was almost like a wolf dressed up in Grandma's clothing in a bed, like Red Riding Hood. Oh, like you would it. see in a Red Riding Hood story. If I'm not mistaken, like, that's what it looked like. Was it a drawing, or was it like an actual wolf doll in it, clothes? No, it Neither looked, would surprise me. No, it looked like a hand-drawn, like someone had drawn. <laughs> I think one of the skids, or at least just one of the crew, is very artistic. Yeah. And if, I feel like they add to it every single it was, episode. It seems like they have new little doodles and sketches and stuff each time. And... It fits for the scenes, too, because I feel like this is a reflection of, oh, they just get high and do this. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've, ne- cause I've never been high, and I don't know what you feel like, but maybe you're too lazy to do that kind of stuff. People get high different. Hard facts. <laughs> but they also probably do, like, shrooms and stuff, and they might... Yeah, I was going to say, psychedelics or something, that could kick in some creative, artistic, trippy drawing things easy i was surprised when they're talking about how cold it is how many people are out and about doing things if it was negative 11 degrees i would not be leaving my house and all of these people in Letterkenny are out going to hockey games going to the bar i don't know that just seems, they're prepared for it differently. Just seems too, they are and we've talked about that before yeah. they're just they're better equipped for the cold than we are i'm wondering what right i guess now, it doesn't matter because we don't know anyone's job really besides Wayne works on the farm and Gail has her bar but I wonder what day of the week it is because it it is very it's like a lot of people are at the game for Mm -hmm. it to be for it to be so cold yeah like if it was this plus also like a Wednesday I feel like there wouldn't be that many people there that's all I had for that scene yeah that's all I had to Tyler did a really good job in that scene because he does seem genuinely sad yeah I he literally looked like he had a tear in his eye and I will say when they were standing in the door frame looking at it when it was snowing and everything and he looked so depressed he looked so cute Have just you, the way his face was framing him and every, his like his hair was framing his face. But not stuff. super greasy. I think it's because he didn't have yeah. the hat on, so it wasn't like too heavy and too much where he took he the mask off. just looks so cute to me. He's, he's not a bad looking guy. Oh, gosh, no, no. no. T- have you seen the trailer for, what was that movie? The, the wedding movie? Yeah, yeah you Picture Perfect. Me. It's either Picture Perfect or Picture Perfect Wedding. And he does leading a man very well. It which looks- is surprising if you've only seen him as Stuart, which yeah. is other than... Like I said, he's in a couple of episodes of Supernatural. But other than that, Stuart is what I know him as. So mm-hmm. to see him cleaned up. Especially in a suit. I was going to say, in a well-structured suit. <laughs> That's my jam. He looks Game pretty changer. nice. Yes. 
but it was very nice. All right, so we jump back to the hockey players. The hockey game has been called on account of the Donnybrook, with the score still at 0-0, so they come out with a draw. Nevertheless, the team has finally come together, and they consider that as good as a win, and Coach agrees. He said, I have never been less embarrassed in all my life. They are fucking embarrassing! I love that. That's progress, y'all. So much progress. I put finally a good locker room shot. Oh my gosh. You could could freeze frame this whole... I mean, just different shots of this whole scene. Our happy music was just playing in my head the whole time. Yes, This is the podcast equivalent of us popping bottles because we're excited. (laughs) But, I I don't know, I guess I should have looked this up. Hockey fights happen, so why would they call the game? I mean, was it just because it was the whole team on both sides? Possibly. I don't know. It just seems strange. I think especially if the fight went on long enough... Like and if, especially if there were a lot of injuries or something, that, like that that's, that's probably true. what could have done it. Two or three guys fighting, they're just like put in the penalty box and then the game goes on. Yeah. But I guess if everybody from both teams is at each other, then... Yeah, because normally, I mean, when fights do happen, just from what I've seen, they don't last an incredibly long time. I mean, they usually yeah. last long enough to for the guys to get a couple good shots in and everything. But unless someone is like... You know, bleeding from the mouth and yeah. everything. Usually, there's not. Usually, they don't. They don't last too terribly long. That's why I was just surprised that, especially in a sport known for fights, that they would call it. So it must have been a bad one for them to to call it. It always makes me so worried that somebody's going to get a finger sliced off with a with a skate. Yes, because they start taking their gloves off. Yeah, and then they're on ice with all these skates and they're sharp. And that's my immediate thought: is somebody's going to lose a finger. But. Poor Boomtown says, if I had known that I could have just tossed mitts to bring the team together. <laughs> <laughs> I got choked. What does he call it? Degrading and humiliating. And I was like, oh, Boomtown. And then Tyson's like, you're hurt You're weird. <laughs> I was like, don't talk to Boomtown like that. Be nice. Oh, my gosh. I said I both would enjoy to be in that locker room, but also I bet it smells terrible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was so happy that Coach is so proud of them. No W, but it almost, it doesn't even matter because they came together as a team and it was nice. I'm proud of them. And Coach is proud of them and he's never proud of anything. I know, as I say, he's never, he's never happy or nice to them. And so for him to be like, I'm proud of you guys, it was very paternal and... But I liked it. Opposite of trash can kicking. Yes. What's the opposite of kicking a trash can? Whatever that is, that's what this scene was. I love that at the end of all this, Coach tells Riley and Jonesy he has a visitor. And obviously, we all assume that it's Katie, but it is Katie. And she thanks them for standing up for her. And I still, we don't know how that has happened. I don't know how she has this information. But she wants to get back together, but with just one of them not both and they are speechless we don't even see them say anything and i am pissed (laughs) so i was gonna say i remember who she chooses we don't know that yet on the podcast but and i know the answer to this 115 percent sure what you're gonna say but who would you guys choose oh her jonesy all the way no Mm -hmm. no questions that would be my choice as well 
I know it's a mystery who Megan's going to say, but... Y'all, I'm just... I'm a woman of mystery. Uh, <laughs> this, yeah, I would I would pick... Joan, I don't know, okay. Not that... Di- I am... Nothing I am, against... Yeah. No, it's just, a phys- it's just a physical preference for me. I've always been a, a fan of the brunettes over Personality-wise, but... in, in world, I actually might pick Riley, but attractiveness, <gasps> like what I'm attracted to, dark hair and light eyes would be Jonesy. I'd probably pick Jonesy. Because they're so, it's mostly because they're so similar personality-wise that it would ease, it'd be easy to go with Jonesy. But Riley's been so funny and so good. Like, I've talked yeah. about how he ended up being my favorite character with season one or season two. I don't remember. He, he's also been very sweet with Katie. They both called her Katie Cat, but his was a very almost sweeter. But yeah, I'd still pick Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. It's yeah, always but no. <laughs> Andrew forever. <laughs> Dexter says that all the time. He says, yeah, but no. <laughs> you just reminded me of him. <laughs> well, it makes me wonder. And again, obviously we know who it is going into the next season, but does Katie choose or does she flip the coin? Or she leave it a, you does choose, she choose between each other? I swear. I, doesn't I, she, she say? I think she chooses. You, that's so funny, though, to just imagine. You guys figure it out. <laughs> Go ahead. You go ahead. Because that's you, the beauty of it. My heart did the exact same thing their face did. I was because you know me. I obviously I knew what happened. I've seen all the seasons, but I have been so pumped for this thruple to get back together, and I was so excited. And then my heart broke because obviously she only wants one of them, and and their face did the same thing. It was excited, and then their heart was broken it was like happiness only to be immediately deflated so here i put one note that i thought was really funny when coach is in there and before they even get out to talk to katie i'm trying to crunch so quietly it's not working (laughs) amber's eating a cheesy i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay there's a lot happening right now it's totally fine so when coach goes in to talk to riley and jonesy he and the rest of the team, he does the whole thing like they're fucking embarrassing. But then he screams, Riley and Jones, you have a visitor. And it's it just a like, very aggressive way. <laughs> like, he couldn't switch it up. He just kept going hard <laughs> at that statement. Get on his level. <laughs> and you can tell that they're surprised and confused. Like, I mean, you would think that they would ha- assume that it's Katie, but they, they do look surprised or confused. Is it gross to anybody else that I'm pretty sure that they just put on their jackets and zip them up over top of all their sweat and champagne or whatever it was that they were shooting all over each other? I don't like sticky. I imagine it being so sticky under those jackets at this point. That was the only thing I th- could think of was like, they did not shower. Yeah. <clears throat> but they had to hurry because it's Katie Cat. I was just thinking, they didn't need to keep Katie Cat waiting. Mm-hmm. Katie Cat. But you're right, and they've... You're really, thinking about it now. <laughs> really dirty those jackets. I mean, ugh. Okay, anyway. But yeah, I just thought, why would you be confused? They saw her there. I mean, they have to know it's Katie. So. And I think it's cute that they were fighting for Katie. That it was for her. It is. It doesn't make any sense how she knows that. But I think it's cute. Okay, so. <laughs> I looked at Kayla and just started laughing. You guys are high on the podcast. <laughs> I'm super excited about these cheesies. They've gone straight to my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, last scene. The situation at Modine's continues to 
Say that word for me. Degenerate. Degenerate. <laughs> Break fix. <laughs> Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Even without degens, Darius trying to rub his nipples on Bradley. He and Dan both close talking, which I hate that. While Wayne asks him to do his various impressions while giggling. He doesn't even stop to let him do them. He just laughs immediately. Finally, Bradley headbutts Derry <laughs> and Dan, knocking them out just as Rosie comes through the door. Stuart sees trouble in paradise coming. Rosie begs Bradley and Wayne to not fight. But Wayne has already undone his cuffs to start his pre-scrap routine. Once you start. Once you pop, the you fun don't stop. <laughs> You have to follow through. I do have a question about the pre-scrap routine. Who would have handed him the whiskey bottle? Because hmm. he always takes a swig of whiskey. True. Or tosses a cigarette. He, he seems talks. to sober up real quick. He does I was about to say, eyes. like, he got real straight real quick. <laughs> but that's that's his boys. He's got he's got to take care of his guys, and I get that. But so how do you feel about Bradley's reaction? Do you think the headbutt's justified? Or do you think that maybe a headbutt is a bit much? I would like to know the hour count on how long he's been there with this happening. <laughs> That's valid because I think that could change the outcome <laughs> of the answer. Well, and again, I think Bradley, he knows he's there for a reason. These guys are getting in the way of him doing his job that he told Gaylor that he would do. And he's just over it. And if I need to give you a good night, brother, I'm going to give you a good night, brother. <laughs> it's time to go to sleep. Sit down. <laughs> I don't feel like it's unjustified because they are being super annoying and they, they have been for probably quite a while. But I also feel, on the other hand, he has kind of brought this on himself because he didn't listen to Katie's warning. He did not heed her advice. He encouraged them to get really, 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 really drunk. And this is the outcome. <laughs> and I, I quote. <laughs> Does anybody think they actually would have? I do think he should have even aggressively told them. All right, you need to get out of my face. Yeah, I think that a more stern, please leave me alone first. I never go straight to the headbutt, personally. (laughs) (laughs) I can just imagine Megan being like, headbutt time, bam. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I feel like he jumped to 20 probably too quickly. But at the same time, I get it because it's probably been hours this has been happening to him. They're being super annoying. That is a fairly aggressive move. And your friends. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that does it is they're his best friends, and he sees that they got knocked out, and automatically when your friend's in trouble, you go to help them out. If somebody that I that I, I liked and I thought was cool <clears throat> headbutted my best friend, yeah, it'd piss me off, and that would be the, the go-to. Between Bradley and Wayne, I think Wayne would win a fight, but if he's really, really, really drunk and Bradley's sober... Bradley's a big dude, though. Yeah. I feel like he could hold his own as well. I think it'd be the equivalent of, you know, when Tyson sucker punched Wayne. Um, you know. That it would have to be kind of a cheap shot for him it, to win. In order, well, and I'm I'm just thinking if drunk Wayne got in a fight with sober Bradley, I feel like sober Bradley would win just because Wayne is already at a disadvantage, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's, that's true. I could see that. I could see that. Are you all surprised that he disregarded Rosie? That is a hard for me, that would be kind of a hard choice, but I feel like that says so f- between where the loyalty lies. Like, he is dating Rosie, he does like Rosie, but he's been friends with Dan and Derry for a really long time. 
I don't think they've been dating long enough for him to have felt any responsibility towards her family alliance. Mm-hmm. As not near as strong yeah. of a responsibility to stand up for his friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do... <clears throat> I do see her asking Wayne not to fight, but... What she should have done, I think, is to ask Bradley to leave or something instead along those lines because Bradley was the one that did something wrong. Well, and I feel like she knows that Wayne could do a lot of damage to Bradley, too. It's for both of their benefits. It's for both of their sakes. And I have forgotten because it has been so long since I've watched season three. Again, we're re-watching all these, but it's, I mean, I've not seen it since the first binge watch a while ago. And... Is this basically us on the cliffhanger thinking, okay, is this the cusp of either being in a relationship anymore or not? I think that's how they set it up. Yeah. Like, if you do go through with this, that's going to be very detrimental to our relationship. Yeah, for sure. And he only thinks about it for a second and then pops that other yeah. one. And I wonder, I wonder a couple of things why when Angie wants him to stop fighting, he does. But when Rosie asks him not to, he continues to fight. But is it because it's in the heat of a moment, like he's already uncuffing his shirt to be in the fight? And maybe Angie just asked him at a calm point, like, hey, it'd be kind of cool if you stopped fighting people. So well, they had it... also, he had dated Angie for, what, five years? five years? I wonder how long in Angie asked him to chill out. Yeah. yeah. But he, I think Wayne also remembers what it was like for him to have, to stop to, fighting to when he was dating Angie. Because essentially Angie asked him to change something about himself. A pretty big part about A pretty himself. big part about his personality yeah. and everything. And at the same time, I don't think in that moment Rosie was saying, please don't fight him, period. You know, I think she was just more conflicted because no one loves Bradley more than Rosie. You know, you know it's it one of those like things. It wasn't like a stop fighting altogether. It was just, please make don't an exception. do this fight right now. Yeah. I'm asking you for this one thing. Yeah. She does sound, again, like how Stuart seemed genuinely sad. She seems... Very sincere. Yeah. Like, please do not do she, this. I think she, she gets the gravity of what she's asking him. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I'm, and the gravity of what, what's about to go down if it does happen yeah. when it happens. She is telling him, if you do this, we cannot be together. And that's a big deal for her, too. I'm pissed at Stuart because he's, I know he's hurt, but you don't have to be a dick about he's it. He's kicking him while he's down, yeah. <laughs> Trouble in Paradise shirt tucker. <laughs> so I guess it wasn't too cold for them to go out. It was that's just too I cold thought. for them to go out. And sustain being outside to do the petty vandalism. Or is he warmer because he's high? I think I don't... he is. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's valid. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I, think he got some, I think he got some courage snorted up in him, and that's when he went out. If I could get a solid map of where Modine's is located in comparison, in comparison to the basement. <laughs> to the skid house. So what... The Hicks are always so down on the D-Gens, and I feel like for good reason... But in this episode, are they much better than them? They're literally, they're going, they're drinking too much, they're caught, they're, ha- they're getting in fights in Modians. And maybe they're not trashing it as much as the Dejans <clears throat> did, but overall, that's a pretty general parallel. Well, we've not seen how the fight goes yet. That's exactly. true. <laughs> these two very big men, and Wayne being a good fighter, at least when he's sober, and then if they've trusted Bradley as a bouncer, we are assuming he's probably a good fighter. 
Bradley is a killer, after all. He's a killer. Bradley is a killer. Oh, I'd love to see Bradley try to headbutt Wayne. I wonder how that would go. Here's, I think there's a level of respect that makes them different from the DGens. Because I think the DGens just go with no... They go places with no regard to anybody else. No one other... No other person's surroundings, their property. I think in this instance, we know that Bradley loves Gaylor. We know that Wayne has a lot of respect for Gaylor. I mean... And they, they did help them, like, clean up the bar before yeah, I before mean, they got in a fight in it. Yeah. And I think, honestly, if something... Again, we, we haven't seen the fight go down, but I feel like, at the very least, they probably would have moved it outside. Or at That's least valid, to, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, even when he fights Tyson, they step outside to do it. That's yeah. true. So. That is respectful. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like, even in drunk Wayne's mind... That respect wouldn't be like lost. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> he may keep the giggle, but by golly, he's going to be respectful of yes. your surroundings. What do you think about the Wayne giggle? I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was kind of. Funny. I've heard worse. <laughs> I have. It was like I heard a. I've heard worse. Yes, I have that's too. True. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it was a little bit more funny coming out of this big. Band. It was yeah. Also because he doesn't really laugh or giggle too much so it was kind of like yeah that. the only other times we see him giggle is you know his mouth is closed and he's more like a <laughs> like it's more like a chuckle this was yeah yeah he's pleased with himself or something uh, else. yeah it's just I, happened i will say of the three of them i thought he was the least annoying oh absolutely with he dan at least being, stayed away from yeah. people he was yeah he was just kind of like drunk there by himself dan was number two because he was way up in personal space and i don't like that but he was funny to me Derry was way out in left field. Dan, at, right before he gets knocked out, and he's doing his little thing with Bradley, he does this thing that is very common with the right people. He, he tells him, I have a secret. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? I have a secret. I could beat you or something like, like in, in the foot. Have you heard the legend of the wind? <laughs> is that what he says? Hey, Bradley. That's We should race right now. Yeah. No, Dan. No. What? You gonna arrest me? You hear the legend of the wind? Pretty fast. <laughs> oh, that is Dan. I love it. Okay. And it's such a drunk person thing to like. You're whisper screaming. <laughs> I have a secret. Guess what? Don't tell anyone else. <laughs> That's when you hear like all the deepest, like dark thoughts, like who they're secretly in love with. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, what like what kind of car accident they had in their mom's yeah. car? And it's like I ran over a mailbox one time. What, or, what law they accidentally broke? Yeah. <laughs> I remember at a cabin party. One of the, I, they, I was put to bed at that point, but I woke up and I was, I had sobered up and I was fine. And there was one of the alphas that was just in the floor. I don't know if he was supposed to be there or not, but he was in the floor and he goes, Hey Megan, I'll tell you about something. And he just started telling me some really personal stuff. And I was like, wow. Okay. I'm going to keep that to myself. We're going to pretend like that wasn't so Who was it? What did they say? I'm not going to tell you who it was. was it? Do we know them? You know them. Josh, you can bleep this out, but it was. <laughs> yeah. So, said a lot of things. Anyway, but could you imagine? Okay, just imagine this as an actor. Try to get through this scene. Is that not the... The nipple rubbing is enough for me. I kept waiting for it to get caught on something. Oh, he's wearing a leather jacket with zippers and stuff. (laughs) You need to wear like a little pasty. Yeah, like there's some nipple protection needs to be going on right here. Just right before he does headbutt somebody, you see in Bradley's face, I'm like, this guy might murder somebody. 
he's so pissed off. And the last note I have about this scene is just that, yes, Rosie asked him to stop, but at this point, like, I put guns are already out. <laughs> like, he's already popped one cuff. Oh, yeah. So it's already happening. The The process is in motion. There's nothing stopping it now. It just needs to continue. Yeah. Yep. And the song that they fight to, or almost fight to, get ready for a fight to. That you it, know that they're about to fight to. <laughs> is Sharks by Candace Weapon. And it is very fitting. And it's not the last time we hear this song. Oh, really? I will, I will throw that little tidbit in. Mm. You'll have to tune back in. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens. This with, is a mystery show. <laughs> and it happens at a pivotal fight scene where we see maybe some, maybe some developments with some oh. characters and relations and everything. So mm. it's interesting to rewatch this and almost be watching a new show because you've forgotten right. so much. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> we've been very careful to not watch ahead. I watched the episode that we're doing that week. I've seen them all before. But again, I binge watched them, mm-hmm. and it's so, so some of them I've seen once, and it's been a couple years ago. And so it's like I remember a lot of big strokes, but all these little things. It's almost like it's a brand new show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think of Bradley's decision? I mean, are you all? Would 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 you fight Wayne, and would you have headbutted Darian Dan? I feel like just the way that he's looking at him is almost like a challenge. Hey, if you want to fight, I'll fight you. So it's a little bit antagonistic, but at the same time, I feel like he made a calculated decision. If I headbutt Dan and Derry, Wayne's probably going to fight me. So I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm ready for that. He's, yeah. He's, so he's already made that choice. Yeah. yeah. It's basically, in order to take these two out, I'm going to have to... Not go through him because I took him out first, but deal with him after. What do you think of Wayne's decision? I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. Okay I, with I, it or disappointed by it? No, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I am because it's in his character. That's I, true. I mean, I, if it had... Honestly, I would be more surprised if I didn't see the second cuff pop. Yeah. Do you think it's fair of Rosie to ask him not to? Or because she just walked in, she hadn't witnessed the whole thing, she just doesn't want them to fight? I think it's more of the latter because she hadn't been there the the entire time. She hadn't seen all of the stuff that Bradley had been having to put up with. She didn't so I think, even see the headbutt. And honestly, if I think if she had been sure. if she had been there, events would have transpired a little bit differently. And it really kind of makes me wonder what were you doing, Rosie? Why couldn't right. where, where were you? Where you been, girl? Where you been? You were there earlier. And I also wonder, uh, on that same kind of note, why hasn't Gail maybe just stepped in a little bit before the headbutt happened? Dan Derry, leave this guy alone. He's here to do a job. And even, she's super calm, because she jumps in right before anything happens and says, again, that's Rosie's favorite cousin or something, like right before they fight again. Just like, hey, this reminder. is another, <laughs> yeah. another Tuesday for us. Well, and, Ga- and Gail says, you know, no one loves Bradley more than Rosie. Well, no one loves Derry and Dan more than Wayne. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a, that's a fair toss-up, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's out of character for Rosie to ask Wayne not to, just because... Just because it's Bradley? Because it's Bradley... And she she hadn't seen all the stuff. Yeah. I think if it had been someone else who had 
head-butted Derry and Dan, she would have been like, go for it. But I think it's just the element. I think it's just the fact that Bradley is her favorite cousin and she's Annie's family. And, you know, again, I I think she's just saying like, Wayne, please make this one exception or, you know. That's all my notes for the episode. Do you all have any last minute roundup synopsis things before we rate it? What do you what do you give it, Amber? I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give it a six and a half. I'm kind of surprised. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What? Well, tell me your scores. No, no, it's a, it's. A, I mean, my my score is an eight. An eight? <laughs> so, really? Yeah. I give it an eight. Oh well, I mean, I thought it was okay. But you, so much of everybody, it's not even just coming together. We got to see everybody in a very. There wasn't any annoying stuff. Katie and Riley and Jonesy thing, even though. Still kind of heartbroken from that, <laughs> and I don't know. It was it was just a it's just a vibe for me. I was feeling it, but you don't have to. <laughs> you, I well, tend to be a little bit harsher on my my no, judgment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm always like, I love like, everything. <laughs> so, uh, so what do you? What was your reasoning? Um. Well, I mean, I didn't. As a whole, I didn't dislike it yeah. at all. As a whole, I liked it. There were just I don't know it. It was one of those just in-between episodes. Was that, it like, the nipples? That was a problem. <laughs> those nipples are always a problem, Jerry. Those nipples will forever be a problem. I liked the the hockey player storyline a bit more than the Hicks storyline. They were pretty annoying. I mean, the whole premise is them being annoying to yeah. him this episode, and they did a good job of that. So it was good. It was funny. Parts of it made me laugh. It just, it wasn't one of those ones where like, oh, that's that's the best one. I'm yeah. going to go rewatch it. Yeah. Just for me. Okay. What's your reasoning for your eight? I, it's one of those, I thought it was just a really good season finale episode. Mm-hmm. Like, it gave us enough of a cliffhanger to be like, oh man, how, like, what's it going to be like at the what's start of season happen? four? You know, we get to see some, it's, and I think the cliffhangers were kind of the thing because yeah. we get to see things develop more with the hockey players yeah. and we get to see them come together but there's a cliffhanger with Katie and the boys and then we get to see them all you know at the bar but then there's a cliffhanger with how things are between Wayne and Rosie and what yeah. happens between Wayne and Bradley and I, I don't know that's I liked true. it overall but in terms of just being a good season ending episode yeah. that's why that's why I gave it an eight it leaves you wanting the next episode exactly yeah and that's a good way to leave a season yeah wanting to come back and find out what happened the only one that didn't have a cliffhanger i guess was the skids it was they were just kind of like on a bummer note yeah they were kind of doing drugs and being a jerk but even then we see you know some sort of closing you know we had gay all of the season but gay has gone back to the city Mm -hmm. now so. so that was that was a big event that wrapped up so that's a season finale good good ender there um, so, unless you all have anything else, I've got a couple things for What's the Scoop. Well, here's the scoop and I'm going to tell you. Do you have any What's the Scoop stuff? I don't, although I did, so I was going down the the rabbit hole that is social media and I was just, I was looking at one person's page and looking at another person's page and like, oh, hey, they're friends with this person and oh, let me look at this. And I saw, I somehow got to, do you watch Handmaid's Tale? Either of you? I do, but I haven't seen the second season, but it's fine. Well, the the guy who plays Nick in Handmaid's Tale. I love him. Yeah, I know. And I can't I can't remember his one of those ones that I know him as an actor and I like him. I can't ever remember his real life name. But anyway, he is in the Saw movie, The Spiral, and on his Instagram page he had posted a 
trailer clip and I watched it and I saw McMurray yes. in it. Yeah, I was like, hey. And it made me wonder what he sounds like when he's not McMurray because I've never seen him in anything else before. What his voice and speaking sounds like. It's definitely not, not mumbly. That's what I was, th- I was like, he can't actually sound like that. That's put on for this character. So it makes me curious. Because he did it in the in the trailer, he wasn't a speaking part. It just showed him for a second. And I was like, "Hey, I did see him in some of the nineteen two you said clips he was and everything." That. So I could, I mean, I got to hear a little bit of him speaking. So very different from McMurray, obviously. <laughs> obviously, but I mean, he, I mean, nothing. Odd. Nothing's Not- like McMurray. <laughs> well, I, it, it would almost be odd to me to hear him speaking like normally and cohesively and clearly. <laughs> actually think he has a nice speaking voice i watched some of the season two behind the scenes stuff and they were talking about you know being around Sudbury and mm-hmm. everything and and he said he was just talking about how he liked being around Sudbury and and stuff so i i mean i just liked his he's got a pretty nice speaking voice yeah. just you know that's good to, that's nice to know something yeah. about you saying that makes me feel happy yeah. yeah he's a very talented actor if there's there is a if you look into some more of the behind the scenes clips there's one where they're asking them it's behind the scenes different questions for the cast and one of the ones is what's the sexiest what is it what is the sexiest accent and he does a just like a two minute thing of a bunch of different accents i remember you telling me about that one time and it is so impressive i love when people can do because okay so they talk about how bradley does his impressions and all of his impressions i thought were okay but i didn't think they were like oh my god bradley they're so great (laughs) (laughs) but i love it when people can do accents Mm -hmm. i love listening to people if they can do them well to do an accent those were excellent i'm what do you think is the best accent i love a scottish accent oh me too I love a Scottish accent, and I love either a, like an English, a English a little more than Australian. I think they're kind of close sometimes, but yeah, that would be Scottish. Scottish accents, pretty is, cool. Is I like probably English it. Yeah. Too. They were yeah. They what were just you? talking about. Oh, oh sorry. I'm full, I'm full on Scott. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. Full> on. <laughs> I just love it. Slip and slide. <laughs> We need a mop over here, boys. <laughs> uh, did you have anything you wrote down for, not for previous sound, for what's the scoop? I did not come prepared for what's the That's scoop. That's totally fine. I, I, you brought snacks. You don't have yes. to bring anything you're, else. You're, yeah, full prepared. <laughs> um, so the only, I've got two things for what's the scoop. One is super exciting, but I'm afraid it's about to go away again. Canada is opening up. Oh, yeah. Next month. Middle of next month. And tentatively, tentatively, and they Americans screw it up again. We will likely not get to go before it shuts right back down. (laughs) But there's that. And my other thing is, so this is, you guys can't quote me on this because it's technically a rumor. I heard it on the Letterkenny fans page. Someone was talking about the Shorzy show, and they wanted to know the premise. And someone asked specifically if they thought the other hockey players were going to be on the Shorzy show and someone said very confidently I don't know why I don't know what authority this is being said under but the premise takes Shorzy moving to northern Ontario and none of the other players are going to be involved with the TV show so I I want a lot of times on spinoffs they take the character out of that setting and put him in a whole new setting I almost so we were leaving lunch Sunday and all the whole way back to Knoxville I was behind a car 
with Ontario plates, and I was going to take a picture and send it to you, but I was like, that's probably not safe. Also, how did you get down here? Yeah. <laughs> Who's in your passenger seat? I must know. Uh, so that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode. Do you all have anything else? No. Did you enjoy being a part of the podcast? I loved being here. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much for inviting me. It's and so I, yeah, this is a uh, definitely a highlight of my week every week. So you're more than welcome to come back. And I'm glad. I, I was kind of glad. I it got to be a season finale. So because it's almost never a bad episode when it's a season finale. Yeah. They do. They do a good job on finales. I will give them that. Even with my lower score this week, that they do a good job of wrapping up seasons closing storylines and still leaving cliffhangers and there's usually some camaraderie and with this time it was more with the hockey team than with the hicks but i liked that the hockey players finally finally feel cohesive and like they're coming together because at first they were you know mean to riley and jonesy and then they were all about the pike bunny and then they're just all a little crazy but they figured their stuff yeah, out. yeah. they got it together boys <laughs> that's brotherhood i like it <laughs> So, so yeah, um, thanks for listening, and I guess we will catch you all next time for The Haunting of Modine's Tomb. The team came together. I'm not the fucking WMR! Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Amber's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode, or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line. 